You are beautiful beyond description. Too marvelous for words. Too wonderful for comprehension. Like nothing ever seen or heard. Who can grasp your infinite wisdom? Who can fathom the depths of your love? You are beautiful beyond description. Majesty enthroned above. We're beginning the three days of faith and power tonight. And um, we cannot talk about enough the importance and the power of the topic at hand. It is too key, it is too important that we understand the subject of faith as Christians. And these three, next three days will be a time of the revelation of the word of God. Now, we are just taking off. Um, I trust that by the time we'll be done today and the next three days, we'll know what God has to say about the topic. Now, when you look at the world we're in now, as a Christian, your faith has to work because when you look at what is going on now and what is still yet to happen, your faith has to work. People ask questions. Why is my faith not working? Why is my faith not working? So, in this particular meeting, in this particular services, by the Spirit of God, we'll be... Um, Shedding God's light on the topic at hand. We'll be shedding God's light on the topic over here. Now, don't listen today with the intention of adding to what you already know. You'll make a very big mistake. That's the problem a lot of people have. They are listening in church. They are listening to the message, but they are trying to add to what they already know about faith and about God. And that would be a very big mistake because you are just going to compound the problem that you have concerning the topic. I've met many Christians. I've met different kinds of Christians. Some behave like they already know. Some behave like... Um, you know, sometimes when they talk to you, you understand where they are coming from. Sometimes they say things like, Pastor, I tried everything. Pastor, I had faith. I had faith. Pastor, I, you can't tell me that I didn't have it because I had faith. What I had was faith. Now, our God is great. Our God is powerful. There's no question about that. What he says in his word, the things that we've seen about God, and the knowledge that has been passed on to us concerning the things of God, concerning God and the things of God, it's, it's solid, all right? 
It's solid. The, the word of God is already clear. It's solid. And we already know that God is great. We already know that God is the one who parted the sea. We already know that God is the one who raised the dead. Jesus worked miracles and, and all those beautiful things. And when we pray, that is the reason we pray. That's why Christians pray because they believe that whatever they saw in the Bible, that is God and God can do it for them. So they know that this is what God can do. But usually the supernatural, all right? When you're talking about God, we are not talking, we are not dealing with common sense here. When we are dealing with God, we are not dealing with common sense. When we are dealing with God, we are dealing with something that goes beyond the normal, something that goes beyond the natural. When we are dealing with God, we are dealing with something that goes beyond the natural. So we look at the subject and we know that faith is what causes the supernatural to happen. Now, Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. He said, he shall have also I says that. Now, moving a mountain is a supernatural thing. To be able to move a mountain is a supernatural thing. Faith is what gives the, the, the believer access to the supernatural. So, the, the, the things that have happened in your life that you don't understand, that you want to really shift by prayer and you want to make advancement as a Christian, all those things you want to do, they are only possible by faith. Now, the question now is, what is faith? Because if it is reversible by faith, and I had faith, I should have, I should be able to see what the word of God says concerning the topic. So we should know what is faith. And why hasn't my faith worked? Yet. So, I'll start with this. Um, turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse, um, let, let's look at verse 3. It says, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is, that is in Christ. The simplicity that is in Christ. Listen, Christianity is simple. The things you are trying to conjure, alright, the things you are trying to conjure to make you notes, know, it's like um, it's like sometimes we, we we are praying and we think the more we use our hand like this, like me to the more we we use our hand like this, the more it to understand? He said, he said, but I fear less by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. How did Jesus cast out devils? He did it through words. How, it was so simple. Jesus did it so simple. And we, we find Christians trying to, you know, conjure many things to make the supernatural happen. It's like he has to go to a certain mountain. And like I said, you will do yourself a great disservice when you want to add to what I'm going to teach. You know, there are some people, you know, and I've met a lot of Christians like that. The moment you say faith, meaning they go, uh, Hebrews chapter, faith is the substance of things. So you don't understand it. I told, I told, I said, I told some, uh, um, some people, I think it was during the live session, and I told them, I said, you, in, in the kingdom of God, we don't rate what you know by what you have read. We know, we rate what you know by what you're able to do. Anything you cannot do, you don't know it. 
Once you are unable to do it, you don't know it. So, shut up and sit down and learn it. Now, before we look at what faith is, let's look at what faith is not. So we'll start with a few things that people think that that's what faith is. They think that that's what faith is, but we realize that that's that, that's not faith. We look. So let's let's look into the Bible. All right. So let's look at certain certain um, um, theories. Now today uh, is is a teaching, so we, we 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 treat it as so my class my class is here. All right. Faith is not vim. Number one, faith is not vim. What faith is not? Faith is not vim. You know some Christians think that I have vim. Vim is not faith. Faith is not vim. Oh, I get a faith. I get a faith. You are just using words. Listen, even the dictionary cannot deny, cannot define faith. Why? Because it's a spiritual matter. So, when you go to the dictionary, they might tell you, faith is believing. It is not believing. Alright. Faith is not vim. Vim is some sort of um, optimism. Alright? Optimism is like... Uh, Alright. Let's do the second thing. Faith is not positive thinking. Faith is not positive thinking or um, what they call uh, motivation. Let me tell you something. For me, I think motivational speakers are very funny. I think so. Let me give you an example. Alright. You can do it. Alright? You can do it. So, I want you to get pregnant. You can do it. You can do it. No, I, I want to motivate you to get pregnant. You can do it. You can do it. They don't possess the ability and the power to make what they said work. So there are people who have gone to, there are people who have gone to motivational programs and they said, I'm going to start a business. After this motivational program, I'm going to start a business and the business and them. Today, when you look for them, you will not find them. Motivation, positive thinking, that is not faith. You might find, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to define faith. You see, what you will use to replace positive thinking in, in the subject of faith is word thinking. There's a big difference. Third one, faith is not a religious philosophy. One day I, I, I wrote on a, a social media, I told them that faith, um, Christianity is not a religion. Then the, some guy said, then what is it? I said, the, the, the substance of Christianity, when you look at the, 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 what Jesus said, Jesus did not come to start a religion. When you look at the substance of what Jesus said, Jesus came to raise a family for God. That's not a, that's not a religion. When your father gave birth to you and your siblings, there's that a new religion that started. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. We became sons of God by believing in Jesus. Said, as many as received me, to them he gave part to become the sons of God. So we became, it, it became a story of a father and his family. It's not a religion. 
no, how can we give dictionary the opportunity to, to now define something that is sacred? You know what Jesus Christ said? He said, you do not give what is holy to dogs. He said, you don't cast your pearls among swine. The things that are holy. He said, what, what, when he says something is holy, we're talking about something that belongs to God, something that is sacred. He said, you don't give what is holy to dogs. He said, you don't give what is sacred. So it is impossible for people who, are, who don't have the spirit of God to be able to interpret the things that have to do with God. They will not get it. He said, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. He said, because those things are spiritually discerned or understood. When I look through my Bible, I don't see a religion. So faith is not a religious philosophy. Faith is not a religious philosophy. One of the things of the religion is that just have faith. You know, some people can, have you ever heard that? Someone say, just have faith. Is that like that? Just have faith. The fourth one. Faith is not an abstract matter. Or a mental phenomenon. Faith is not an abstract matter or a mental phenomenon. You see, once you're still working and dealing with your mind, you have not grasped the subject of faith yet. Once we are still in your mind, we are dealing with the matter, and the matter is still in your mind, we, we, are, we, have, not, we have not scratched the, 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 the... You see, faith is not a mental ascent. The thing you were not able to do, you just woke up one morning and say, I will do it. I will do one. That is not faith. That is being. That is positive thinking. The thing you were not able to do last night, you just woke up and said, I'm going to do it. No. Based on what? Faith is a spiritual substance, so only the Bible can define it. Hebrews chapter 11. Now, make sure you're paying attention. Hebrews chapter 11. Don't say, oh, faith is a substance of things. No, relax. How, how often does your faith work? So you don't understand it. So relax and understand it. It says, now, faith is the substance. The word overused here, substance, that word substance, disqualifies faith from being a religious philosophy or an idea. The word substance. That means he begins to treat faith as a commodity. In the kingdom, faith is evidential. It is a tangible com commodity that you can hold, you can touch, you can deal with. Now, the problem is that many Christians do not function as it were with their spirit. So you see that most of the time, I'm taking, when I'm taking subjects in church, spiritual this, spiritual that, spiritual this, spirit of this, spirit. Why? Because the whole thing that governs the workability of Christianity is spirit. 
That's why Jesus Christ, when he was um, evacuating the earth, looked at his disciples and says, guys, I've been with you for three years. But don't go and preach. If you go out like this, they can kill you. He said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. He has to make them go to wait for the Spirit of God to fill them. Because everything that governs the workability of Christianity is spiritual. So, faith is substance. It is evidential. Faith is a commodity. Faith is something that, you know, let, let me make a statement. You cannot have faith and you did not have it. Now, today, one of the things I'll be doing is, I'll be making certain statements and they are spiritual statements. Well, a spiritual statement will be one that you cannot really truly compare it with a physical thing happening. Because sometimes you see, as, 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 uh, teachers, when, when we are sharing the word of God, we try to use a physical thing to explain a spiritual. So then you look at a physical thing, then, no, when, when you are dealing with unbelievers, you can do that. But you see, when you come into the, the, the kingdom, it says, um, where's which the, uh, the Holy Ghost teacher? He said, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Actually, when you go into the kingdom, when you are dealing with spiritual substance, you can only truly compare a spiritual thing with another spiritual. So sometimes, for the limitation of being men, sometimes you have to use the natural thing to explain. But it, it can never really suffice. So I'll make spiritual statements. Now, one of the spiritual statements I'm making is that when faith comes, you have what you are looking for. I'm not saying when faith comes, you now get what you are looking for. No. When faith comes, you have what you are looking for. It's a spiritual statement. By the time faith comes, because it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, the next one it says the evidence of things not seen. Evidence. When an evidence is lifted, lifted up against you in court, what happens? When an evidence is lifted up against you in court, it means that there is enough proof to deal you. An evidence, the Greek word used over there is the same word for receipt. So it says, it, the evidence of things not seen. So it's like, you went to buy something. So let's use something like a land. Now, I have to come to the natural so you can understand. Let's do it, something like a land. We go to a land. Now, when we buy the land, we cannot carry the land on our head. And take it home. So what do they give us? They give us a document. So once we have a document, we have this confidence. So our confidence is not... So if you don't have the document and you say the land is mine, are you not stupid? the subject of faith. Because when you don't have the document and you say the land is mine, that is not, you need a document. You say the evidence of things not seen. So say, the thing cannot be seen, but you have the evidence of it. So, people in the equation of faith jump to confidence when they have not gone through the models of what comes before confidence. Something should come before confidence. Because your confidence is supposed to be on the document. Some people were stubborn in the world. So when they became Christians, they now apply the same stubbornness. And they think it is faith. It is you are stubborn. Because, for example, it says the evidence of things not seen. I'm using the, 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 the example of the land. The land is not yours until you have the document that says it is yours. So when you walk in town, anybody can ask you, 
Maybe you bought the land in Kaswa. You enter Tamale and say, do you have a land? Yes, I have it in Kaswa. What shows? You bring out the document. So by the time faith comes, by the time faith comes, you have what you are looking for. It's not you are now going to use faith to get it. Now, the one the problem Christians make is that they use faith to get things. They, they want to apply faith. They want to use faith. We don't use faith. We live by faith. Once it's in your mind, you are treating faith like something that you must use. You have a problem. You see, a Christian should have a victorious life. A Christian should have a life of advancement. And faith is what is responsible for it. When I came up, I said, I said every day is God's day. The day you believe is your day. The Bible says, let us hold fast our profession of faith. I think if we start treating faith as a career, we'll understand that you don't become a doctor by saying, I believe I'm a doctor. Now, now we are, going, we are now not going to take the subject of faith into perspective. Now remember I said the document. Remember, the key thing about faith is the document. The key thing about faith is the document. The key thing about faith is the document. Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That means faith can only be based on the word of God. Anything outside the word of God, it is not faith. It is your stubbornness. That's why I said, you cannot stand up one morning and say, I have faith that I will be a great person. Upon what documents? Listen, I'm going to make a statement. God is not committed. You can cry. You can, you can shout. You can roll on the floor. God is not committed to anything. He's only committed to his word. God is not committed to you as it were. He is committed to his word. I was reading something in the scripture. I was shocked. You know what the Bible said? He said that we do not have an high priest who is not touched by the feeling of our infirmity. You see, he's touched. Ooh, powerful. He's touched. Hmm? He's touched. Jesus is touched by the feeling of our infirmity. So he's touched. So we think that because he's touched, he should do things for us. He said because he's touched, the next verse says, let us therefore come boldly. You see, he's touched, but you still need to come. You see, he's touched. But he's not moving. So everything is based on the documents. Now, let's look at this. Because we are looking at faith as a document. And I said, faith is of the spirit. Faith is a spiritual substance. Faith is evidential and it is a tangible commodity in the kingdom. It's like when you go to, to heaven, alright, and you say, I want phone. They will give you faith. I want house. They will give you faith. I want Watch, it is faith you walk out with. They don't sell phone there. 
Now, look at this. I'm just using this to try to explain something. Now, the circumference we see here, I will treat it as the spirit of a man. Alright? The circumference we see here is the spirit of a man. Uh, I will make another spiritual statement and I want you to remember it anywhere you go. The first thing that the word of God, so you see that God, he said he sent his word and healed them. So you are asking God for phone, he gives you his word. That's the eternal plan of God. Any other thing you want God to do for you on your own. It's like uh, we sit down and we are praying. And while we are praying, you know, God says, you're going to, God says, tell this person, you're going to marry next year. That is, that is, that is what God can do about it. That is what he can do about it. He said, that is what he can do about it. Now, that now should become the evidence of the one who heard it. Go to Hebrews chapter 4. I'll show you something. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 1. He said, let us therefore fear lest a promise being left. Now, when we say a promise over there, it means a word. A promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should come short of it. Powerful. Go to verse 2. For unto us, oh my God. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Now, he's comparing um, the Jews at the time with the Jews or the church in the wilderness. He said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. He said, but the word preached did not profit them. He said, those people did not see the fulfillment of the prophecies that was given them. For example, they were supposed to be in the wilderness for a very short time. They ended up being there for 40 years, for so many years. So, he says, even though God said mighty things to them that I'm going to take you through to the promised land, he said the word was preached to them. He said it did not profit them. He said unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. He said why? He said not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So God's word is powerful, but the, the manifestation is dependent on your response. And the only response that is accredited in the realm of the spirit is the response of faith. Let me tell you something. Some people might think I am just saying anything. When we started this walk and we started to understand the things of the spirit. People who were grown looked at her and said, you, you have not seen life yet. Yes, I've come and gone. Now we are teaching them life. When we started, we looked very, 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 very silly. We looked very silly, believing the word of God. But yes, I've come and gone. Now, we know who now knows life. Listen, life is not about experience. Moses had no experience in parting Red Sea. For unto us was the gospel preached as well unto them. He said, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith 
in them that heard it. I said, when you ask God for suits, what you will get? If he is going to give it to you, he will say, receive suit. Or suit is yours. And that is what you are supposed to carry out as your suit. Alright, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. So, the word of God is light. David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So, the word of God is light. Alright? So, the first ministry of the word of God in your life is not... Now, remember what I said. I said, your spirit, okay? Your spirit is where the transaction of faith happens. But there's a little blockade. Now, let's say this is the entrance. Let's say this is your body, your, your body region. Now, you are looking for getting the substance of the word of God into your spirit. Alright? You're looking, looking at the substance of the word into your spirit, but it cannot get into your spirit because it will have to go through this place which is your mind. So the first thing God does is he wants to recalibrate your mind. Let me tell you something. God is never in a hurry. God is never in a hurry. If it will take God 10 years for you to recapture or reconstruct your mindset, be rest assured that you will stay in that class until you pass there. Let me tell you something. The Bible says that there was a road. There was a road that would have taken the Israelites 11 days from Egypt. There was a road that would have taken the Israelites 11 days God rather took them through the one that there is war. Why? Because he cannot take a slave mentality people into the promised land. What you are becoming is more important to God than what God is giving you. You know, sometimes, oh God, just do it for me. No. God, please, just do it for me. No. The first ministry of the word of God is to reconfigure your mental processes and your mental programming. What we don't realize is that the mind is like a is like a, a device that is programmed. It's like children. Children don't know fear. Ch- children don't know fear. Children can see something that you think can catch them or something, and they are moving toward it. And the and the mind will say, "Don't go, don't go." Now, you are what programming the child's mind. At that time, there's something a programming has been inserted into the child that when you see fire, don't go. Now. He comes to another time of his life. Maybe you are the parent of the child and you always tell the child, um, we don't have money here. There's no money in this family. He's growing with that mindset and that mental programming is happening. So society also adds to the programming. He goes to the school and school adds to the programming. So everywhere he goes, the world now programs his mind. I said something when I was teaching growing on to maturity. I said, it took a day for you to be born again, but it will take many years for God to now change what is in your mind. It can take years. So it took a day for God to take you out of the world, but it can take years for God to take the world out of you. So there's a programming that God wants to reconfigure. Now, so we don't jump to the subject of I have faith. Most of you or some people have wrong programming of faith. They have the wrong programming of the word of God. They have the wrong programming of life. Their mind is programmed in a way that God cannot move. There is a programming that allows God. Oh, now someone say, how can you say there's a programming that allows God? God can do that. 
Don't you remember? Go to Isaiah chapter 40. Let me show you something. Isaiah 40, verse 3. Isaiah 40, verse 3. He said, the voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. That means God does not just step anywhere. Where he will step has to be prepared. I wrote something here. The kind of mental structures you have, you can, you have laid can affect what God wants to do in your life. Yes. The kind of mental structures you have laid can affect what God wants to do in your life. Go to Psalm 78 verse 41. He said, yeah, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Limited? They limited God. That means the way God wanted to move in their life was affected by the way their mind was. How do you know that it is their mind? Go to the next verse. They remembered not his hand. Where does remembrance happen? Mind. They remembered not his hand. So they limited God. So sometimes the mental structures that you have put in, 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 in place is affecting what God wants to do. Now, I brought you to the board to explain something to you. Now, let's say, he says, that word is a lamp on my feet and a light on your path. So let's say in the spirit of a man, there is darkness. He does not know God. He does not know spiritual things. He does not know anything. In his mind, let's take for example that in his mind, there's a, a, a darkness here. And there's a darkness here. Now, what he's looking for, he will find it in his spirit. Okay? Now, he enters his mind. Do you know how difficult, I'm not saying impossible. Do you know how difficult it will be to move past the mind into going to the spirit? Now, let's treat it with, with our homes. Let's say you're in a hall. You are going to the bedroom. Everywhere is dark. What, what are you most likely to do? Put on the hall light. No, am I, am I, am I communicating? You will have to put on the light in the hall so that you can now have access to the door that goes to the spirit. So God does a lot of sweeping and does a lot of work on your mind first so that you can now have access into the spirit. Listen, it doesn't matter how fast you want your answer. God will want to demolish the mental structures you have set and set his own. It doesn't matter how fast you want your answer. That is why faith as an emergency measure does not always work. A lot of the time when you want to act on faith in the midst of a circumstance, it doesn't work. Listen, one day God said to me, I heard him loud and clear. He said to me, he said, Enoch, build your faith. You don't learn in the exam room. I thank God that I started this walk with the word of God at, uh, in my teenage years. I started as a teenager. So I had time to understand the topic. Listen, if you think like a failure, not even God can help you to be successful. says, can two work except they agree? 
Now, here is the here is God thinking you are successful. Here is you thinking you are a failure. Can you agree? Agreement will never happen. Can two work except they agree? So God, you know what some people do. Very funny. You know what some people do? They pray for success, but they think like failures. A great man of God said something. He said, you cannot pray for breakthrough and use your mouth to talk breakdown. Prayer meetings, you will see a lot of Christians. Let's pray. Then they start praying. They start praying. God, make me successful. God, make me successful. Yet when they walk out of church and you, they go anywhere and they are asking, who can do this? Hey, as for us, where we are coming from, the mental structures you have, it cannot support God. Do something new in my life. Something new in my life. Meanwhile, everything in your, in your mind is old. Jesus said it. Jesus said, you cannot take new wine and put in old wine skin. So God is not about to do anything new in your life. Do it, Lord. Anyhow, I don't know how you but you made it. I don't know how but you do it. I don't know how. Really? Really? No wonder a lot of Christians don't see what the word of God already says about them. They don't see it. Why? Because... They don't understand how this works. God, please, just do it. God, please, just do it. Do you know, do you know the, the proclamation of things like that? Do you know the implication of it? It's like, it's like, it's like you need a thousand Ghana city to do something so urgent. It's like, um, this thousand, you need it. And God knows you need it. Maybe it's to pay your fees. Maybe God knows that you need it. You need it to buy maybe something you need for your work. Something you just need to get this money. And God knows how much in dire need you are of this, of this thing. Then you go, God, please. I want to have this thing. God, please. I want to have this thing. Then it's not coming. Day one is not coming. Day two is not coming. God, please now. God, please. Do you know the implication of that statement? It means God is a wicked man. God is a wicked man holding the money and you have to beg him. I mean, Jesus Christ gave us the better picture of God. Jesus Christ said, even you who are evil, when your children ask you for stone, you will not give them a serpent. So how much more your heavenly father? So the implication of that statement is that God is a wicked man and when you beg him, you have to beg him and beg him. I mean, come on, let's be serious here. How many of you will give birth and you, your child will have to fast for you to have anything from him? And your child will be kneeling down. Daddy, please. Daddy, please. And say, pray more. Pray more. Ask more. Ask more. You have not asked enough. Ask more. Then, after you ask a lot, and I say, okay, take the thousand. Then the next day, you come. Daddy, please. Something just happened. And I need to do this. Okay. I need to train you to be this one so fast. Man, come on. So somebody will ask the question. So why is it that when we ask God, 
Sometimes it looks like we don't receive. You know what the problem is? Bible says that he cannot deny himself. He cannot deny himself. God can do anything. The only thing that God will not do is to go aside his word. He said, thou hast exalted thy word above all the revelations of thy name. God can do anything. To go outside his word, he will never do it. Bible says, without faith, it is impossible. You know, be very, be, be very um, careful when you are reading such words in the Bible. You know, what I read, I don't speed read. I make sure I'm looking at the scripture. What is the word being used? Because the Holy Ghost carefully selected those words and gave them to the apostles when they were writing. He says that, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can't have access to God without faith. You see, so, faithlessness is dialing the wrong number. Ah, they didn't catch it. It is not you asked and you didn't receive. Faithlessness is dialing the wrong number. So at the time you were doing, God, please now, it was a wrong number. Another evidence. Go to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. Go to verse 12. And he suffered him no more to do aught for his father or mother. Verse 13. He said, making, look at this, making the word of God of non-effect. Another, another place where we've seen that the word of God can be of non-effect. Making the word of God of non-effect. Word of God. Ah, come on, let's be serious. God spoke word. It became non-effective. Hey, I remember th- two years ago, I think three years ago, I, th- I taught a topic in church. And the topic was, why the word of God does not work sometimes. This scripture, it, it has never ceased to blow my mind. Making the word of God of non-effect. I thought God is all-powerful and God can step anywhere. And anytime he steps there, he says, hey, and it happens. This scripture, by inference of what Jesus is saying here, Jesus is saying that the word of God, that thing that God has said, he said it can be non-effective. He said, making the word of God of non-effect. He said, by what? Through your tradition. Through your tradition. That means, through things that have been in your mind. Like, there's a tradition. Among, oh my God. Among certain Ghanaians. It's like, if you don't build a house, you are failed in life. It's a tradition. So, a man will now measure his success by his ability to buy a land or a house. There are some people who will never build. And doesn't mean they are failed. I don't know anywhere in the Bible that it says Jesus bought a house. 
But today people are building houses in his name. Don't let the world redefine success to you. Otherwise, you'll be putting pressure on yourself when there's no pressure. Look at Abraham. Abraham was a traveler. When it was Abraham, God said, come out of your father's house. Go. He goes here. God says, move. He goes there. The guy was just moving. And that was God. But by the time Isaac came on the scene, God told Isaac, you stay here. Different calling. God told Isaac, you stay in one place. So one will have a property. The other will not have a property. And they don't need to compare themselves. Why? Because their callings are different. Jacob was another person altogether. He has to use 14 years to marry. And the Bible says that Abraham liked fair women. Isaac liked fair women. Jacob liked fair women. That's what they had in common. He said you make the word of God of none effect by your tradition. Now, oh God, what's the time? So we are still in the mind. So God will use yes to light the mind. Sometimes days, sometimes seconds, sometimes just on a topic. So the guy is there, he keeps hearing the word of God, he keeps going to church. One day, bam, the mind is being reconfigured. You know one of the things that God destroyed in my mind when, when I became a Christian? I don't need to travel to make it. Where I was coming from, it looks as though you have to be in America before you can make it in life. All their life work is to travel. May God deliver some of you from these things. I don't have to travel to make it. A great man of God who has many universities. He has about three universities. He owns three universities. I was listening to him one day and he said something. He said, he won, he was working in America and he saw the university of one white man. When he walked through the university, he said to himself, he said, if God can do it here, because he was a Christian university, he said, if God can do it here, he said, he can do it in my country too. Because the Bible says, that there is no respecter of persons with God. Bible says that in every nation, every man who doeth righteousness. That's what he told Peter. He said there's no respecter of persons with God. In every nation, every man that do righteousness. So, that means black, white, green. God can do it with you. And you know the amazing thing about God? God even gets the glory the more. When it looked as though you, you were in a place that it didn't look like you can ever become anything. God can make something come out. I said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Why? Among all the tribes, among all the places, why would Jesus be born? In Bethlehem? Which is one of the smallest cities? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? God wanted to change the narrative. You need to work on your mind. Am I talking to somebody here? You need to work on your mind. You need to work on your mind. Don't think until your auntie travel takes you to UK, you cannot make it. So, even when God is trying to let you do something over here, say, my auntie, you know, so I come to you, pastor, my auntie, my auntie says she will travel. She, 
Okay, now coronavirus has. I remember a young lady who came to me. <coughs> a young lady who came to me one time after service. It was a Wednesday service. She came to me crying. Pastor, I prayed. Pastor, my visa, they did not give it to me. Pastor, I fasted. Pastor, I prayed. It was the next week that they said the coronavirus has taken over the UK. I asked her, do you still want to go to the UK? <laughs> I'm seeing young people who make it in this nation. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm seeing young people who make it in this nation. God needs to direct this thing to your mind, first of all. God needs to direct this thing to your mind, first of all. God needs to direct this thing to your mind, first of all. Your problem is you think that without oil and gas, you cannot make it. That's the problem. Leaves do not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That means even if he sells paper. People are making millions of selling rubbish. And collecting rubbish. You think that you are throwing away rubbish in somebody's multi-million business. Every morning, when you see Zoom Lion sweeping, somebody's money has gone. So God is giving you idea. The, God is saying, granot, granot. But you are thinking oil and gas. But God is saying, granot. Even God is saying, granot. I told you about my dear friend. He and his, his current wife. The computer engineers. And God said to them, sell donuts. Donuts. He came to my house recently, telling me about the things they are doing, the big things they are doing. I said, wow. He got married recently. But you are still there, praying, oh Lord, oh Lord, gold, gold, diamond, Lord. I want to go into Galamse, Lord. <laughs> then the government now canceled the Galamse. Until today, until today, you are still insulting the government. God wants to work on your mind first. Because if God does not work your mind, you will limit him. Don't let tradition, don't let tradition stop you. Listen now, don't let tradition stop you. At, at, at midnight, all right? At midnight, 12, 12.30, from 12.30 to 1. I want, I want everyone, wake up and pray. Wake up and pray. You can call somebody and pray with a person. You can call as a group and pray with a people. Listen, you are praying, say, God, direct me. Direct me. Tell me where to go. For his God not teaching to discretion. So, direct me. Tell me what to, what to do. Because it is not in having a suit and sitting in a big office. Where God directs you, that is where the prosperity is. That's where the grace is. I said God, eh? let me tell you something. God is not committed to your wailing and to your crying and to your... God is only committed to what he said. So, if God says, stand beside the toilet... I thought of something last night while I was, I was writing down my notes. I thought something when I said about the motivational speakers. Motivational will tell a, a man, you tell him, you can make it. You can make it. There's no amount of you can make it that will make the guy be able to give birth. There's no amount of you can make it. But let me tell you something about God. When God speaks, it's a whole totally different thing. If God says this guy is a woman, all you need to do, listen now. Oh my God. 
This is all you need to do. If God says this guy's a woman, all you need to do is to check again. You didn't hear it. Listen, I said, if God says this guy's a woman, check again, you will see a woman. Will it vanish? No. I said, check again. You will see breast. Ah. Do you know the song? Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thine great power. Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thine outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Great and mighty God. Great in counsel and mighty indeed. Mighty indeed. Nothing, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing is too difficult for thee. I said nothing is too difficult for thee. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Great and mighty God. Great in counsel and mighty indeed, mighty indeed. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Great and mighty God. Great in counsel and mighty indeed, mighty indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Nothing is too difficult for thee. This is the reason why you need to give, expose yourself to the, to the word of God. Get pastor's messages, PCDL. Expose yourself to the word of God. Because the mental structures you have now cannot support God. Huh. The Bible says the just shall live. Uh, listen, the just shall live by faith. Eh? Then the, the next verse he says, but the pastor shall live by ministry. Joke. <laughs> they think, I know sometimes some people who do the work of God think the just shall live by faith, but the pastor shall live by ministry. Everybody, once you are a Christian, you need to master faith. You will be limited as a pastor if you think that your congregation is responsible for your prosperity. The just shall live by faith. But the pastors. And I am quite Christian. Listen, whether you are a singer, you are a, a drama, you are a, a usher. Your faithfulness to God will never replace your faith. <laughs> Listen, I said, I see young people that God is going, oh my God. Listen, some of you will still travel. Some of you will still travel, but it has to do with where does God want you? It's not about, I need to go here. It is an insult to God. To make it look like, I need to go here before I can make it. That is an error. That mental structure, God is looking forward to breaking it. He's looking forward to destroying it because you are limiting him. 
You are limiting him. You are limiting God. You are limiting God. You are limiting God. You are limiting God. Your mind, the light has to come on in the mind. Because what? You are looking for the doorknob to now make access in the spirit. You see? You are looking for the doorknob. You want to make access in the spirit. But the mind, the light in the mind has to come on first. The light has to be put on in the first room. So that you can see clearly and just enter the bedroom. Because the inner room is where the transaction actually takes place. Because faith is a substance. It's a spiritual substance. Listen. Faith is a substance. It's a spiritual substance. It is not vim. It is not optimism. We are talking about reality. We are dealing with reality. Listen, there are times that, you know, when faith hits your heart, when it is real Bible faith, it looks as though this thing can never happen, but you see it as a joke because the evidence is on the inside. The evidence on the inside. You can never, listen, I ate the word of God. I'll come to that when we go into the spirit. So the thing I wanted to say, I wanted to go into the spirit, but no, because of time. I anyone could extend that like if I'm sleeping and come and say, hey, poor man, I will never respond to you. No, and now it now left my consciousness into my subconsciousness. To the extent that when you are like, you know, sometimes some people, English language, oh poor boy, you can't call me poor. I will never respond. It has now entered. Oh my God. Listen. The devil does not play fair, so don't play cute. Let me tell you something. Most of us think that Jesus. Jesus, anytime Jesus Christ spoke, it just happened. I will show you one day. In fact, two, two scenarios where he spoke, but the devil rebelled. In fact, I've now remembered another one. There are three. Madman of Gadara. Jesus Christ said, go out. The man said, uh, you have come to... Go out means go out. The guy said, you have come to remove us before our time. So Jesus now had to engage the man with the, the demon in a conversation. The devil does not play fair. He's called the enemy. He's a rebel. The fact that you have said, I will prosper, doesn't mean the devil will agree. So you need to master the subject of faith. There was a day Jesus Christ was told that Lazarus, is, is one of his friends, was about to die. Remember the story. Now, Jesus Christ said, this sickness, this is Jesus, our Lord and Master Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death. So it's as simple as that. If the devil plays fair, the devil should not kill the guy. He said, this sickness is not unto death. The next report he got is that the guy is dead. But Jesus, you said this sickness is not unto death. The next thing is the guy is dead. So it looks as though Jesus has failed. So Jesus now has to play the faith card. You know what Jesus Christ said? He told his disciples, let us go. He is sleeping. Because he cannot say that he is dead. Because he already said this sickness is not unto death. We'll come to that tomorrow. He cannot say that the guy is dead. He said he's sleeping. Then the disciples said, I've been sleeping. They're working. So, oh God, people don't understand what I'm trying to do over here. Am I talking to somebody here? Now, Jesus goes to the tomb of Lazarus. And he cannot mention you, spirit of death, because you said the guy is not dead. He said, Lazarus, come out. He called him like a guy who is sleeping. Lift your hand. Pray in the spirit. 
Pray in the spirit. If I don't do this, we might not complete the whole. It's a, it's a, it's pills we are taking. So we have to take all the three pills. We are still dealing with the mystery of light with regards to faith. The mystery of light. Now, two things that the word of God will do in your mind is that it will remodify your thinking pattern. So two things, it will modify two things. Your thinking pattern. Then it will also remodify your response pattern. Why response pattern? Because some people, the problem is not what they are thinking. The main issue is how they respond. That's what um, destroys their faith. Like a lady, a dear lady, who, you know, when we're taught, when we're growing up by my, my man of God, Pastor B, he was teaching us response. So a dear lady was in the work as a job place. And they fired her. Now, maybe in your thinking pattern, you have already settled it that you were success. So in your thinking pattern, you were success. So you, you act like a success. You talk like a success. You, you, you deal in life like a success. But now, a problem happens. Some people, once the problem happens, oh God, but I thought that you said you would, you said you would do this for me, God, God. What is it? You have nullified your faith because of your response. But the dear lady was fired and she said, glory to God. Now everybody was shocked. The boss was shocked. So, glory to God. They just lost the best worker here. Then she started going away. No, they thought she was mad. They thought it really went through her head. But you see, that response she gave, you know what she just did? She just gave glory to God. God just won the testimony. The thinking pattern and the response pattern. So the word of God, God will be working on you. It can take so long, but God will be working on you. So that this can be a level you are functioning in, God will have to work on you. There are some people, they never think any good thing can come from Ghana. When the Bible says all things come from above, they are thinking it's USA. Did I tell you about a guy who was praying in tongues? London, no you, sir. London, no you, sir. That's London, USA. London, no you, sir. London, no you, sir. London, no you, sir. His mind is so full of London and U.S. He said, Lord, London, no use. London, no use. So one day he was praying and it looked like, you know, sometimes you can be praying and you, something, you can be praying in tongues and you say something familiar. And you're like, hey, what's this? So that guy was praying and he said, no, what's in Bible? He said, ah, nah. <laughs> the guy said, no, Lord. No, no, no. We don't want Morocco and Zimbabwe. <laughs> Oh, I'm a success for life. I'm a success for life. Let it dominate your mind. Oh, my mom can, my mom can attest to this. One day I'll, I'll let her talk. 
When we were young and we were taught these things, we went to the house. Sometimes we'll be so full as we are going home. We'll be so full. Then we go, ha, ah, mommy, I'm great. Eh, eh, come and do it, come and do it. Sometimes after saying all these things, we don't have anything. We now cook for me and my friends. When we finish, we are going back to continue talking. One day, my mom said, ah, that was one of my friends who was praying, I'm in charge, I'm in charge. The guy was praying, he said, I'm in charge. Then I'm in charge. So then now, the, the guy's name in my house now became I'm in charge. When he comes to the Bible, I say, ah, I'm in charge. <laughs> but I'm talking to you today, the guy is a big guy in real estate. Is he not in charge now? Somebody, I'm in charge. Let it dominate your mind. Let it dominate your mind. Listen, I'm not. There are some things I cannot share with you. There are some things I cannot share with you. There are some testimonies I can I can't share online. (laughs) There are some testimonies I cannot share online. I have seen the I have seen the hand of God. Not only in the place of healings and miracles, even in the area of prosperity. It, how, how will it be possible that a guy, I was wearing slippers to church, and it was nothing, no fraud, no nothing, no scam, nothing, just acting the word of God. We will be in church. When pastor lead prayer, we, we join. When summiting, we join. Every prayer, when we are talking about, when pastor is telling us those times to, to think like a success, think like a great person, think like a great man, how we would think, where, where we are coming from, they don't think like that. Before I get to church, I will pass by three goddess, major goddess, not small goddess, three major goddess, and anybody who passes there, you shouldn't make it in life because those goddess, those goddess are major goddess. I don't mention that they are popular goddess, and I'll be walking to church. I'm in charge. Am I talking to somebody here? But we believe the word of God. We believe the word of God. What God said, we believe it, and we made it dominate our mind. God wants to change your thinking pattern. That's where we are starting today. Listen, tomorrow, go and call that your friend who has been complaining about life. This is the meeting to be in. I told, I, I wrote something on my status. I said, don't come, don't miss this meeting and later come and send me past. I had a dream and a snake was holding knife and was chasing me. I told a guy, he, was, he said he wants an opportunity to talk one-on-one with me. I said, join the meeting. The thing you want to catch is in the meeting. That one-on-one meeting will not do anything for you. You are so... will not do anything for that thing you want to catch. It's in a meeting. Your thinking pattern. Your thinking pattern. You will look like a fool when you start thinking like that. Because, oh my God, your wardrobe... Only two office uniforms is in it. Three other chairs, uh, uh, shirts. And everybody knows you for those shirts. I remember a, a dear friend, I'm sure I've mentioned his name for people to hear. Brother, fear not. I had two shirts, he had one. I had two shirts, he had one. Every day. We are going to church. Every day we are wearing that shirt. Every day we are going to church. Every day we are wearing that shirt. Every day we are going to church. Every day we are wearing that shirt. My own was green and white. I'll never forget it. Let me tell you something. The first day I wore a suit, I had to collect it from my dad. Listen, the size of the suit. 
My choir leader laughed at me. I wanted to go home. He said, you know what he said? Because the, the, the suit was big and it was blowing air. He said, he said, this place is really airy. <laughs> but listen, God was not concerned about giving me a better suit that day. He wanted to do mental configuration. Oh, lift your hand. I'm seeing the grace of God tonight. I'm seeing the grace of God working tonight. Yarova same, brother Kaya. Oh, Shalababaya. Mental configuration. I said it's not about positive thinking, it's about word thinking. What does God say? So you begin to think the way God says it. So what God says, you think it. What God says, you think it. Listen, during pneumatical night, during that all night, I gave a prophetic word. And most of you have worked with me. When I tell you that this is what God said to me, put me on record, it will happen without bounce. I gave a prophetic word. I said, God is is bringing an emergence of young, great people. I can see through this meeting that God is making it happen. Because let me tell you something I noticed that we're working with God. Sometimes God can tell me something and say, you are going to get this amount of money. For example, I'm just using the money as an example. So God can tell you, you will get $10,000. Then I say, amen, amen, amen. When I walk away from there, three days later, God will now show me the strategy. It happened in the Bible. God told them, he said, you will bring down Jericho's wall. So Joshua was excited. Yes, the Jericho's wall will come down. We'll bring down Jericho's wall. The next time God came, he said, okay, now, how to bring down Jericho's wall is walk around it. You see, when you listen to the prophecy, also listen to the strategy. This is the strategy. God is starting at the base level. Now, now, at the base level, God wants to work on your mind. God wants to work on your mind. Stop thinking like a failure. You might be coming from a family that everyone has failed, but you are not going to fail. You have to take it out of your mind. All the ladies in that family, they say, all of them don't marry. You, you, you have to create that exception, first of all, in your mind. The moment you accept what they've said, that the ladies here don't get married, that means it has gone, it's going to dominate your mind and, and the devil is not going to use that as an evidence against you. So, you tell, listen, everybody here does not get married, but I'm going to get married. Everybody here does not make it. I'm going to make it. Nobody in this family becomes a star. I'm an exception. You let it dominate your mind. You let it dominate your mind. He said, they limited the Holy One of Israel. Your story is going to be different. Am I talking to somebody here? Now lift your hand and pray in tongues out. If you cannot pray in tongues... Look for an important scripture and start quoting it. Says, Lord. I live by your word. 
from your mouth I'm like a tree by the streams I'm bearing fruit my leaves are green oh Lord I live by your word Lord I live by your words Lord I live by your word Lord I live by say Every word from your mouth I'm like a I'm like a tree by the streams I'm bearing fruit my leaves are green